Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the San Basel Podcast on the Ambiguous Network as I look to bring you the latest and greatest going on around the world of Hollywood. Right now, I'm going to be reviewing Hustlers, a film based off of a 2015 New York Magazine article in which New York City strippers drug their high-end Wall Street clients and robbed them of their money after the effects of the 2008 financial crisis. The film stars Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Kiki Palmer, and Lily Reinhart and is directed by Lorraine Scafaria. I just want to take care of my grandma, maybe go shopping every once in a while. When I was a kid, I always wanted to work with animals. <laughs> I was close. These Wall Street guys. You see what they did to this country? They stole from everybody. Hardworking people lost everything. And not one of these douchebags went to jail. The game is rigged, and it does not reward people who play by the rules. And it's like robbing the bank, except you get the keys. Are you in? Now, going into this movie, I remember watching the trailers. I remember hearing the news about this movie and how, again, it was starring Jennifer Lopez, and they got this really great group of female actors to be in this movie. And seeing the trailers, it looked like a fun time at the movies. It was going to be this crazy, outlandish story that was based off of something that actually happened. And then it was announced that it was going to premiere at the Toronto Film Festival. And then it premiered, it had its world premiere there, and then all of a sudden you started hearing this rave reviews for the movie and that it was a deeper message about empowerment and love and family and society and the way that we do things, and that apparently there was severe Oscar buzz for Jennifer Lopez, who has been in the industry, started off really as an actor, got her major breakthrough in Serena, excuse me, Selena, and then she went on to do a few rom-coms and a few other ones as well, but over the last few years, she really hasn't done a lot, but apparently she comes back in a vengeance in this movie, so I went in with all this in my mind, and I do have to say that the hype is definitely worth everything that this movie is getting right now. This was an amazing movie, and going into it, I, ha I didn't read the article because I kind of wanted to go in without having any spoilers because it is based off the article, and I want to, in the next few days, I'm going to actually read the article and after going to see it. And it's crazy to think that Lorene was able to take this and make it into something like this. And, and it's just, you would just think that it came off of somebody's mind. It came off of Lorene's mind, but it wasn't. It was actually an article. And so going into it, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And it lived up to every single thing that the praise has been sent for. I wanted to start out by talking about Lorena, Lorene Scrafia, the director and the writer. She initially started out as just the writer of the movie, and it's crazy to think how the the, the whole production process of this went, pre-production that may be, in which it was at Annapurna, and then it came over to STX, and STX hired, or Annapurna hired Lorene to write the, the movie, and then they went through a whole big financial ordeal. Anna Pierna didn't want to pick it up because they were going through this a whole big financial crisis, which is still happening to them. And so they decided to go to STX, and STX was able to, thank God, put this movie through, was able to hire the cast, hire the crew to put this together, and they really put out an amazing product. And Florin, she channels her inner Scorsese in this movie. And I just want to start right at the bat before talking about Lorraine by saying that the movie really is a mixture of Scorsese films like Goodfellas and Wolf of Wall Street, where on the outside it has the Wolf of Wall Street aspect, where it's about these women who want to make more money and they want to be able to provide for themselves and their family, and they become very wealthy and they live the landish lifestyle that their Wall Street compatriots 
are living, which they they have these high rise apartments, they have all these fur coats, they have they have pocketbooks, they have high heels, they have so many expensive things, and so on that front, it's like Wolf of Wall Street. But then when you get into the deeper meaning of this movie, the inside of it is like Goodfellas, where it's about you get to see the actual inside of the the world that they're living in, like with Goodfellas. It was you saw the world of the mafia, the gangster world, and you follow this one person and how he was able to interact with the mafia. And the same thing happens with this movie where we follow Constant Wu's character who is able to just navigate her way through the world of stripping and, and exotic dancing in this world that a lot of films didn't really do a lot of justice for in explaining the world that we're into. It's that it's more than just... these women aren't being sexy but they're also there's a reason for that and and there's a reason that they do these things and not just because oh they have nothing else they're a failure in life no it's because this world you can make so much money but there comes there there comes something with making all that money so i think when we go with constance Wu, she's kind of the the ray liotta of this movie where we follow her and she meets up with Jennifer Lopez's character Ramona and she meets all these different people like Kiki Palmer's character and Lily Reinhardt's character and we navigate through her aspect and that's where I want to go to Lorraine and talk about how she taps in for, for her inner Scorsese where she mixes those two Scorsese movies together and makes it her own and she incorporates different kind of styles that Scorsese does where especially with the long takes or especially in that scene in Goodfellas where we follow Ray Liotta and his girlfriend at the, at, and at that point in the movie and they go through the back the back doors of the the restaurant and it shows from her perspective his inner workings with the mafia and then in the first scene really literally just the first scene that we get she's Lorraine is able to focus the camera on Constance Wu and is able to just kind of navigate us through the strip club and see the world that is presented before our very eyes and really just introduces us off with a bang, gets us to really get to know Wu's character, whose name in the film is Dorothy and her strip name is Destiny. And so we're able to kind of see one night of her go through what it's like working, starting out in a new strip club and kind of going through meeting new people and making connections. And it's it's incredible that Lorraine is able to navigate. Again, when I go back to say about the world of stripping, you really do get an insight that I really had no idea about. And it kind of gives you a lesson about these are what women do. This is why they do it. And it's basically kind of like its own business where you're making connections to make the most out to get the best money that you possibly can. And you're trying to focus on, is this person somebody that I should go pursue? And that it's it's hard to make a living as a stripper, but at the same time, if you work somewhere where it's really lavish and you can make $300, $400 a night, and I think that was such a key importance of the movie that you're, that Lorraine was able to kind of really penetrate this world that no other film has really done. It just kind of made it a one-note thing where she's able to make it this three-dimensional business, and we really get to see inner working, so I really appreciated that. And also another thing that channel Scorsese is the flashback moments where we get the interview of Julia Stiles' character who kind of acts as the reporter who's writing the article and she's talking to Destiny and she's asking her all these questions. So they're kind of the, the narrators of the of the movie where Constance is our gateway into this and we're really seeing it from her eyes where as, as the audience member, Julia Stiles is really the audience figure asking all these questions, things that we might be asking ourselves and she's delivering for us really. She's the, the vessel of the audience, and I think that it's in and it of itself 
was really cool, and I think that added another layer of the story where we kind of juxtapose juxtapose these these two timelines, and we see Constance Wu's character, Destiny, kind of battling with herself about still being loyal to this group, but at the same time wanting to tell this story, wanting to be a good person and do the right thing. And I think that's another thing this movie does really well, is that it shows this bond of sisters that is never really broken. And even in the moments when when it looks like they could turn on each other, and, and, and they do at some points, but when I heard about this and that it's, you know, there, there's there's turning backs against one another, there's this, there's that, There is there is components of that, but at the same time, they're a bond. It's a bond. It's a sisterhood. It's these female females are trying to make it through life, and, and but are never broken. They're broken at some points, but they're never fully broken. And there's still people that have emotions, and that they're not just these these awful people. What they did was awful, absolutely. But there's there's three dimensions to that, and I think what Lauren did so well is write that in and being able to tell these three-dimensional characters, really from especially the position of what Constant Wu and Jennifer Lopez does, and to transition to them, they are the best performances of this entire movie. I know there's been a lot of talk about Jennifer Lopez and what she has done, and she's getting a lot of the Oscar buzz and a lot of the attention, and she deserves it, absolutely. Righteously, she deserves the buzz. She is fantastic. This is probably her best role to date in this movie. She just channels somebody who takes command of the, the the sisterhood and is able to kind of navigate it by showing this motherly side, but at the same time still looking out for herself and trying to make the best that she can of her life with her daughter. But I have to say, Constance Wu, I thought she was good in Crazy Rich Asians, but what she does in this film and how she rivals herself next to Jennifer Lopez is absolutely outstanding. This is her best role to date. And when I say that Jennifer Lopez shows us a three-dimensional side, Constance Wu does this as well. Again, when I when I talk about her character Dorothy and how she's the vessel for us to really kind of go through this story in the sense that we follow her first-person perspective, we she gets roped into everything. And when we see her where she wants to make money and she wants this lifestyle, but what she really has the intention of is looking out for her family, looking out for her grandmother, looking out for her daughter, but at the same time wants to belong somewhere. And then we get this three-dimensional character that is just insanely incredible where she fits in, but at the same time she's emotional and... Front hook. Ankle hook. Yep. Knee hook. Hold on with that knee. Okay. From here you can do the carousel. Put your head back. Come down. You can do Peter Pan. Knee hook. Just spin. Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu play these independent, strong headed women, but at the same time, especially for Constance Wu, so vulnerable and is able to just tear down this wall. And we see this person that is just especially when the heat starts to go on them and that everything starts to take a downfall, it just turns into something that's a high for Dorothy and turns into such a low point. And that's another great thing about this movie is that it shows the highs and the lows. But it's I just think Constance Wu, she's getting praise, but Constance Wu deserves so much more praise. And I think she deserves some Academy Award love as well, some Oscar buzz if may, may be. Again, I don't know if 
necessarily these two women are going to get the Oscar nominations when January rolls around and we get the nom when the nominations announced. But if we're just talking about some buzz for STX to kind of maybe channel some kind of a marketing campaign for this film, it's definitely directed towards those two, Lou and Jennifer Lopez. So they were both outstanding to me. And some of the things I think to me that really didn't work, now going to the negative side of things, to me the beginning of it is paged very, very well. You kind of get the introduction, the the if we're talking about this a three-act structure, we get the beginning part, which is kind of 20, 30 minutes into the movie, and we get the introduction into Dorothy, into how she got introduced to the script, the, the strip club, and how she got introduced to Ramona and the girls, and that, I think, was paced very nicely, and then we, as we got to the middle part, I felt the pacing starting to drag out a little bit, and just felt a little murky, and I felt like some of the things that were were in the second half of the movie, you could, it was just kind of, oh, like, we get this, it's a montage of seeing the girls do their thing, and we know the thing that they do, but I felt like it didn't really add as much, but then it paced itself out nicely at the very end of the movie. I just felt like that middle part was very wonky, and even though I rave about Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu, they were really the main highlights from the entire cast. The rest of them are good if they're 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 suitable for the roles that they're given. Kiki Palmer and Lily Reinhart are good to be the supporting characters to Wu and Jennifer Lopez in this clan that they have going. Same thing with Cardi B and Lizzo. I mean, listen, especially Cardi B, she was just herself and she really just provided a lot of the comedy relief for the movie. And it worked, even though she didn't have like this ominous presence like Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez did. She did the role that she was supposed to do and in, 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 in a in a very limited supporting role that she's really in. I don't want to give away where she pops up in the movie. But for for Cardi B, she, she was okay. She, she you know she didn't provide anything great. She didn't do anything awful. She was herself. She she provided some good comedic moments that I think really serviced the movie. But I think overall, other than that though, th this movie to me is one of my surprises of the year, as it is for many. I really wasn't going in and expecting the emotional depth that we were going to get again. It's the outside of Wolf of Wall Street, but the inside, the heart of it, is like a Goodfellas where we what. Lorena Scrofia was able to do with this movie and really be able to kind of walk us through this lifestyle that women go through and that even though for some people looking on the outside it might just be like oh it's it's tripping that they must not come from a great background or whatever it's some sometimes that could be it but I, I think what Lorena was able to do is show us these women who aren't don't come from down and out and 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 are poor or anything like that. They're they're just trying to get by. And I think they introduce us to that world of stripping where, and they really talk about it in the world aspect too. Is everyone's trying to hustle, especially in the strip world where you're just trying to make the most money you possibly can. You try to walk your way and make your way through life, service for your family, make a good lifestyle for your own, for your kids, for your grandparents. And I think that's the kind of the film that Lorraine was able to really give us in the sense that it's coming also from the strip world but also it's coming from our it's coming from anyone's perspective whatever job you're trying to be in you're trying to make the most money you possibly can you're trying to hustle the best way you can whether it's good or bad you're trying to source yourself your kids your family and I think that's what makes this movie incredible is that it has that fun vibe to it where all these girls are making money and and they're and they're scamming all these Wall Street guys but at the same time and I thought this was great too. At the same time, what they do is they show us these women who are trying to make their way through life like anybody else would, 
but they're doing it on the wrong side of the law. And even some people would say that these Wall Street guys deserved it because they were making a seamless amount of monies. Why couldn't these women make the same amount of money as well doing what they did and they didn't have to resort to doing the extremes that they did? But it, it, it poses a great question for that and it shows both sides of that and it I think can make for serious conversations. And that's what I love about movies is that they can make great conversation starters in and out of the theater. And I think that's what Hustlers does really well. I think despite the pacing and the supporting cast lacking the strength of Jennifer Lopez and Constance Wu, who are the movie, and they make terrific performances, the best of their careers, I think this movie is outstanding. It's amazing. It's definitely one of my surprises of the year. Will it be in my top 10? Maybe an honorable mention. I don't know, but it's definitely something to look at. 9 out of 10 stars for me for Hustlers, guys. I absolutely enjoyed myself in this movie. Guys, what do you think? Do you like my opinions of Hustlers? What do you think? Have you seen it yet? Are you excited to see Hustlers? How many times have you seen it? Have you seen it more than once? Are you going to go see it this weekend or next weekend? Let me know down below in the comment section and leave your thoughts. And guys, that's going to be it for this edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, and SoundCloud. And also make sure to tune into the Big Use Network and all the shows that they have going on. You check out as Are You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also check out Gold Driven Professionals, geared to improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. You can check them out on their website, ambiguousproduction.com. Also on Facebook and Twitter, at Real Ambiguous. Also, you can check out me on social media, at Twitter, at Bissell Samuel. That's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L. And on Facebook, at Sam Bissell. Thank you guys again so much, and until next time, keep on screening. We're a family now. Damn, a family with money. And when would you say that things got out of control? Look at the mirror. Ooh. 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 Oo